Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week, we shine a light on individuals making waves in the world of financial technology. And on a Sunday, we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. This week, we are talking about confidence and confidence in the marketplace. So every question that Toby and I have had this week has been a variation of how is the market looking? Is the market as tough as they say it is? What's the vibe out there? So we're super keen to talk through my favorite trifecta, evidence, examples, and case studies. We want to really show you what we're seeing because we're just speaking to so many people and people across the entire market from those looking for work, those happy in their job, those looking to progress, uh, companies looking to grow, companies looking to change direction. So Really keen to share all of that with you. And Toby, I wanted you just to open up with some of your initial thoughts. Yeah, so, so I think this is a really interesting topic. And as you say, it's one that keeps on coming back up. I think as, as people who are, I guess, defined as a job, helping people grow their businesses and, and, uh, and hire, one of the things which people are looking at with economic headlines, and, and, and look, let's face it, every economic headline now is about hyperinflation, is about recession, is about... You know, war in Ukraine is about energy prices, is about cost of living. So there's this natural sort of vice-like grip of uh, narrative coming through the media about, you know, does that then knock on to everyone sort of suddenly becoming, um, you know, hyper um, conservative in their in their estimations and their growth. So the natural piece after that is saying, are people still hiring? Now, what we know is for the last 12 months at least, there's been a absolute hiring boom. So we've seen... Uh, uh, you know, a level of uh, of job flow that has been, you know, quite frankly, uh, unseen in the, in the last twenty years from my time in in recruitment. And I think, it, you know, is is there an element where that has changed over the last couple of months, where we've seen some uh, noise in the market or, or noise in the headlines? Then I think it's probably fair to say that there's, there's you know, there's been elements of turn the water. That, however, has con- coincided with the first summer that we've had for you know official summer that we've had for two years. So July and August has been punctuated by people being away on holiday, waiting for sign off. The candidates are you know, thinking about whether they're going to uh, wait for a couple of months before holiday season's over. For two years before that, we haven't had people go away. So it's been BAU over a summer period. And we go back to, you know, before, you know, well before 2020. And there would be a natural lull in the summer while people were away and and uh, and waiting to you know, sign off budgets and then put the next sort of play on board. What I can say is we have in uh, August, as our business, looking back to your point about evidence, we've had a five-month high in terms of uh, job flow coming through in August. Now, August has without question been punctuated by the uh, biggest amount of holidays that I've seen of, of people you know, going in and out of the country and being away over over significant periods of the month. So to see that sort of a statistic come back, I think is a really positive sign. My my gut feeling tells me with appetite and conversations that I'm having that September and October will see a, a significant surge on that again. So it's a really interesting recession that we're in at the moment where we've got these headlines, we've got uh, hyperinflation, we've got a, a natural, I guess, recession that we're seeing in the marketplace at the moment, but jobs are remaining strong. And I think that comes down to from what from the conversations that I've been having is a steel confidence based off the way that people adapted and learned and the growth and opportunism that you saw from 2000 and 2001. If people are moving through 2000 and 2001 and can see that sort of uh, ability to still 
grow their businesses, improve their businesses, take that further forward and take market share. That's been a really interesting opportunity that I think people are saying, right, we know that there's, there's challenges in the marketplace, let's adapt, improvise and overcome and take that, that opportunity on. So I think in terms of confidence at the moment, we're seeing businesses there that are saying, right, let's not sit this out, let's attack. Now, I had a great conversation, a really, really um, fun conversation with a guy called Craig Cecilio over at Diversity Fund in, in America this week, out in San Diego. He was talking about his business, his journey, and he talked about his startup journey and particularly how in, in 2020, uh, he was talking about the lessons that allowed them to grow significantly and take their uh, all their metrics massively further forward in 2000 and 2001. Now, the predominant part that drove that was them saying, right, we're going to play offensively here. We're going to sit here and we're not going to just let this uh, hit us. We're going to go further forward and, and take a forward step. We're going to double down on marketing. We're going to increase headcount. We're going to take, um, you know, buy distressed uh, investments, et cetera, et cetera, and really start to move that further forward. And the result is his fund moved, moved there. And it took me back to the conversations I was having all the way through lockdown on FinTech Focus TV, where I'd be talking to people who time and time again weren't sat there waiting for the, for the storm to pass, but were attacking it. And I think there's a recognition at the moment, a recognition, sorry, at the moment, where people are saying that right now in this marketplace, if you are looking for opportunity, if you're looking for ways to increase productivity, uh, reduce cost, improve friction all of those things that have been natural in this financial technology marketplace then once again there is enormous opportunity in it and i think there's some really interesting stuff i've seen uh, as i think i said last week a number of companies gaining significant investment which is really exciting um of course the the you know, you're looking for to be realistic with the valuations you're not going to get the multipliers which you're looking for but there is institutional money out there i've spoken to a number of investors and vcs uh, who remain keen to get the right sort of deals and back the right sort of businesses. So my message is, is that good businesses are confident at the moment and good businesses are, are pushing further forward. You know, I know that there is an appetite to continue to build, grow and move for, for, search further forward. And, and look, you may not be sat here waiting for things to come to you, but if you are proactive, then there is a hell of an opportunity out there at the moment. Tell me what, 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 uh, what you've been seeing. Doesn't, am I the, uh, the, the, talk of a madman or have you seen similar sort of stuff definitely similar stuff it's it's the sort of gap between perception and reality isn't it and actually the perception of things can drive a reality um because you know what i've seen across the marketplace is that there there are stalls that are happening stalls in decision making um people wanting to hear that reassurance to hear that evidence that that there are still job vacancies. And when I've quoted what you've just said to people around this is our, our, our record-breaking jobs um, and vacancy findings in this August for the year, people are, you know, people are shocked. And then, oh, really? I said, yeah, you know, halfway through the month, I was telling people we've we have identified more vacancies this month than we did for the entirety of last month. And it is, it's that that gap between perception and reality, but not allowing the perception to drive your own reality. So this is why I'm constantly talking about let's share the evidence and case studies. And it's it's really relevant for me to share um, an example of a recent roundtable that I hosted at the Harrington Star offices. So I called it Inclusive Crypto. And the plan was to talk about how crypto can become more inclusive. And I'd invited uh, three C-level members of staff from 
crypto companies, Dagmara Aldridge um, of Zumo, Catherine Wooler of Daxi and Kelly Jackson of Luno. And yes, they all happen to, to, to be women. But we were talking about how can we drive a perception change, um, but also a reality change of, of where crypto hasn't necessarily got it right. And the conversation, it began on exactly this. And, and that is, you know, what is what is everyone's perception of what's happening in crypto at the moment? That it's crashing, that it's all gone down, that, you know, is, is it ever going to come back up again? So what we spent the first 50% um, of our time in the roundtable on was actually the the perception of crypto and the public perception and actually that versus what's quietly the reality of what's happening in crypto and how they're two very different things there's one quote that I wanted to share because I didn't know this and it really stood out for me but in H1 this year more was invested into crypto than all of 2021 but the public perception would be completely the opposite of that and one thing that they spoke about is that let's think over the last 20 years, the last 30 years of financial services, there's always some sort of shakeout. It's a moving thing. Nothing, is, nothing stays the same. So we're either moving into a stronger position or a weaker position. It's either a bear market or a bull market. The, the movement aspect of it is what we were discussing. And one thing that they said, which I really liked, is that companies in crypto who are here to stay take the industry seriously, take their mission seriously, their values, and very, very importantly, take regulation seriously. So I really liked that that's how we started the conversation because lots is changing in crypto, but there is an out, there is an out there perception that crypto is falling apart. But actually, they described it as a reinvention of the industry and they were optimistic about what's happening next. And they were talking about how crypto as an industry has to become more regulated so that it can partner with with some of the traditional financial services organizations and that to me is really exciting but again really really highlights this gap between you know perception and reality no i absolutely agree with that and i think there's a you know that crypto world as a whole is inevitable and i think there's a lot of people who you know naysaying etc cetera, etc cetera, and jumping on some fairly high profile cases but the fact is is that is where you're seeing the, the predominant issues around that marketplace in terms of growth businesses, there are companies who are moving at a ludicrous pace, unsustainable pace in terms of growth. And they're the ones that have been hit. And, and behind that, there's a whole sea of businesses, many of whom we're recruiting for at the moment, who are looking at it and looking at test cases and seeing how you know, this uh, decentralized world can merge with the, you know, with the traditional world and create better solutions. And it's all around the tech. You know, that, that's the defining characteristic without any question of doubt. There is a tech surge that's happening at the moment based around the underlying technology behind crypto that I think will change the financial markets in a similar way to electronification has done in the past. That's certainly that's what's happening and that will continue to see to see growth in the marketplace. So look, you know, we we've, we have a number of, uh, of different businesses in the Harrington Star Group. Uh, one of them looks at, uh, at the SaaS sales market. Looking at them, there is a um, a trough of opportunity which they're sat in at the moment um, all over the world, which, they're, which they're, they're looking at, which remains bullish in terms of their outlook, their prognosis and what they're looking to do. In financial markets, we're looking at opportunity and seeing exactly the same sort of the, the same place. So I think, look, confidence is, is infectious. Um, and I think there are businesses there that will miss an opportunity at the moment by being a little bit more conservative. And there's those who will play offense uh, and we'll get serious gains over the next couple of years because 
good friend of mine works in a, in a bank and uh, the, the majority of, of what he does is around uh, investment and taking companies to, you know, to, to IPOs, etc. Um, and one of the things he said is, look, there, you know, it's a difficult sort of uh, you know, period for, for their particular business area at the moment. But what's very, very clear behind what, he's, what he does is, and the message he's giving to people across the business is everything's cyclical. So, you know, whilst you may have a, a recession, there will be a recovery. You know, history tells us that over, over time. And during that, you know, you either sit there and, and waste a couple of years of your life waiting for, it, for, for the tide to change. Or you say, where's the opportunity? How can we improve? What can we, you know, how can we increase productivity? How can we reduce friction? How can we uh, reduce cost, et cetera, et cetera, and drive that further forward? And, you know, I've been really, really encouraged by companies there who are recognizing that, investing in their teams and and, uh, and giving the statistics and numbers that we've spoken about beforehand. So, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Uh, every problem is an opportunity in disguise, right? My favorite quote. Very um, true. So, you know, th this whole conversation around confidence, I think um, it's really relevant to talk about my 19% list again, um, because that was very much driven by continually and consistently showing evidence to give people confidence that women do exist in technology. Um, and, and for anybody that hasn't heard of what my 19% list is, the reason why it's called that is because early 2022, across all tech roles in the UK, only 19% were filled by women, um, which obviously isn't representative of, of the 51% of women in society. And uh, what I wanted to do was to give uh, a, lot of, a lot of the companies that we work with across the financial technology sector, the visibility of women wanting to enter the industry, of women within the industry of women that that need to be retained in this industry through investment support and nurturing um and and actually it's a it's a really simple system that i have it's essentially a newsletter and contact and calls and communication and me constantly and continually giving updates and showing evidence that women do exist in this space, women who are who have great technology skills are looking to get into this space. But there is this, this huge gap between perception and reality of it. Now, look, the reality is there is only 19%, but there is also a reality that we've been losing women from the technology sector and from the fintech and financial technology sector because of our inability to retain them. So what I've worked really hard on is this constant communication around this is this is evidence evidence of what's actually out there who's looking when they're looking and um the the greatest successes of the 19 percent list have obviously been the um the hundreds of women um that we've now placed through the program and got opportunity for through the program but also the impact is much bigger than that because even when someone receives my message, my email, my voice note, my call, for me to give them more evidence that women are looking within this space and to talk through particular profiles, that is them gathering that evidence and building a brain bank of evidence that women do exist. And for me, that's so powerful because next time they're in that meeting and someone says, oh, we'd love to hire a female for this role. And yes, we are very male dominated. And I'd love to tip that tip that balance back to a little bit of equity. And then, you know, the whole room then goes, oh, but, you know, women just don't exist here. That individual can say, hold on, everybody. I've got the evidence. I'm seeing this from Nadia every week. Like, that's not the case. It's a perception that we have. And you know, I, I really like the way that you've spoken about the recession because you know we are we are in a recession. There's there's a lot of hardship that's happening right now. But in the space that we focus on, the financial technology world, 
there is still funding. There are still lots of lots of avenues for opportunity. And I see that as our responsibility to make sure that we're supporting individuals so that their personal career strategy can be on the offense as you describe it but also these companies when they're looking to hit their growth targets so they can build their products they can complete their projects they can go out to market in the way that they want to that we're there to help them so that they can make the right decisions to allow them to do that because things are still moving as we've seen yeah and i think that's a really important message you know we're a really interesting time in government at the moment and I think there is a an essential part where whoever comes into in, in you know, into into power as the PM needs to encourage positivity and stimulate growth in in business. Um, you know, the UK has has robustly done well in uh, in in the past by investing in people um, and investing in SMEs and, and creating an environment where entrepreneurism can thrive. Um, and I'd really encourage. Um, you know, List Trust or Rishi Sunak you know, uh, to, to come in there and make sure there is a positive narrative that comes out from that to make sure that, that we recognise all of the uh, the headwinds and the troubles, but we basically trade our way out of it and, and uh, continue to push that further forward. So, yeah, look, I, I think it's exciting things and I'm, and I'm working with a lot of exciting companies who recognise the same thing and, and that pushes us into a really you know, optimistic uh, po uh, point from my perspective. Uh, now, let's go into our, our, our three questions that we always finish the podcast on. Uh, I'm going to ask you for your lesson of the week. Um, lesson of the week uh, was a really important one and one that I'm really excited to share. So I um, recorded a podcast with Joanne Lockwood. Um, she's the founder of Sea Change Happen. So she does a lot of consulting work through workshops, uh, talks, presentations to raise awareness and drive um, equality for the trans community within the workplace. Um, she's absolutely fantastic. And when we were talking in the pod, she said that whenever you want to make change happen, you can't overlook, and this is um, uh, Aristotle, but you can't overlook the power of emotions, ethic and logic to reach the people that you want to reach. And I think that that is something that I mean, we've all heard it before. It's so true, but we often forget it. So it's not like it's a new lesson, but it's one that I really want to keep central to to my core um, working strategy because, um, yes, uh, emotion, logic and ethics, uh, they, they cover absolutely everything when you're trying to trying to make change happen. Perfect. And can you tell me your uh, most exciting thing that you've seen over the course of the, uh, the week? Uh, most exciting thing, I'd say um, I recorded a podcast with our very own Lydia Sear. Um, it was amazing um, and really like great great work to her like what a fantastic podcast she was so open so honest um I know everyone's been describing the Meghan Markle and Serena Williams podcast as raw um but I really felt that Lydia was raw like you know <laughs> open honest um and just uh said it how it is but we'll leave you if you listen to that we'll leave you with lots of things to take away and think about of how we can all be better at supporting one another. So Lydia was talking about neurodiversity in the workplace and how um, neurodiverse people um, are not deficient, they're different. Um, and that's uh, a quote that from her. And, and actually how you can support people to work at their best within your workplace. And just because they work differently to you doesn't mean that they're not as impactful. And um, yeah, it was incredibly powerful and, and just, yeah, super exciting to you know be able to use our platform for so much good with her talking about it go on i'm looking forward to listening to that um exciting stuff 
the Markle and Williams of uh, of fintech. I'll be <laughs> Williams. <laughs> And tell me uh, who your star of the week is. Uh, star of the week is Georgia. Um, so Georgia Richardson, also within the marketing team. Um, she's been, I mean, she's really, really fundamental to everything that we do um, across uh, across our business. So her and her new uh, role as yeah. project manager of our marketing team, it means that she is organising so many things. For her, her day is about making sure everything happens when it should happen. And look, we're, we're a demanding bunch. We've all got so much going on. In the space of the next six weeks, I think it's something like 10 different speaking events that I'm at, attending, running, presenting. You know, it's incredibly busy and I need a lot of support in terms of how we're uh, reaching uh, the marketplace around the, the stuff that I'll be talking about and, and that people know that I'll be there. And for Georgia just to take that and run with it has been brilliant. So thank you, Jean. Fantastic. Good work, Georgia. And what about you, Toby? What's been your lesson of the week? I think lesson of the week, just uh, you know, going back to that podcast with Craig, is just uh, recognising all the lessons we took from 2020 and putting them into practice again. Uh, making sure that you look for opportunities and you attack that opportunity rather than sitting and, and riding out. Making sure you address your business and make sure you can make it as efficient and uh, uh, exceptional as possible. Utilise it to get better. Uh, all of those things I think were more massively invigorating at that time and I think it comes back again now to see the same opportunity once again yeah fantastic and most exciting thing of this week most exciting thing of this week is, is rolling into September um, so we have been in a couple of months that have been truncated by our holidays and, and clients and candidates being away and as you said long processes being dragged out where the pipeline is and where everything's sat at the moment the appetite of uh, clients and candidates this is going to be an exceptional one so uh, i i firmly anticipate being sat here at the end of this month talking about some uh, records talking about some outstanding performances from the team and I'm, I'm really really excited to go into september Fantastic. And drum roll, who's your star of the week? So again, some exceptional performances, but look, there's, I want, you mentioned beforehand the uh, the 19% list. I just want to throw smoke here in your direction. I know this will embarrass you. for, for, yeah, for um, that, And I but, definitely um, didn't say drum roll because I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But I think you know the, the the work you've been doing on that is 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 notable and and, and except, you know, to the extent of except, exceptional. There's been real change that's been driven uh, from it. But I'm particularly you know putting this into focus because uh, a little while ago I had lunch with a, a client who talked to me about a uh, someone who worked for him in the past who was exceptional in his experience because of circumstances uh, involving being a parent etc cetera, etc cetera, and going through into a single parent uh, uh, scenario had to take time out of the industry, had to retrain, had to go through and do things. And there was a significant gap on the CV from where it had been relevant to this industry. And he asked us to see if we could do some help, he, uh, if we could help because he knew we had some track record of helping in the 19% list. And so we passed it over to you and I thought, right, you know, this, is, this isn't the easiest uh, situation in the world. Um, but, you know, speaking to her and taking her out to marketplace, we found, uh, you, you found, yeah, yeah, found her an outstanding opportunity in a company who I know and love. Uh, with an exceptional leader who's who's going to really benefit from from taking that risk and uh which i don't think is a risk is, is in the other side of it and actually really um having someone there who is what would be a whispering talent that is going to come in there and 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 be an absolute uh, credit to that business so 
that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for the work you've been doing on there. It's another example of a life being changed from it. So Nads, that is over to you. So yeah, delighted to have you as the star of the week, Nads, and thoroughly well, well deserved. So let's wrap up. Any final thoughts from you? Just everyone, please watch this space. Like Toby and I have such a busy next three months. Like I am, I cannot wait for it. There are so many events that we're attending, so many events that we're presenting at, so many events that we will be networking through and cannot wait to meet you. Like, please let us know. We'll be really vocal on LinkedIn for like where, where we're going to be and which of these events we're going to be partnering with and, and attending. So please do um, send us a message. Let us know that you're going to be there as well so we can organise a meetup. Perfect. I absolutely agree with that. It is going to get busy towards the end of this year and lots of exciting things to come. So that's it from us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. We love doing it. Thank you so much for for those who've written in and told us what sort of subjects they want to hear about. If there are things that this is for you, we want to make sure we're answering the questions and the concerns and the thoughts that you've got in the marketplace. So do please keep those uh, ideas and thoughts coming in. Thank you for listening. Please do continue to like, share, spread, pass the podcast on. Uh, it means the world to us and and uh, we're absolutely flattered about how far this goes, who listens to it and uh, and where they're listening to it all over the world. So thanks for listening. We hope it adds value and we will see you next week. Goodbye from me. Bye. Bye.